Welcome to Amberforth Manor, a 15-minute comedy drama series written by Patrick MacDonald. Episode 10, The Bond Film, Part 1. So, you must be excited then. James Bond filming on our estate, and you having a part in the film as well. But it's such a small part, James. I've only got four words to say. Ah, and what might they be? More chips, Mr Bond. I'm supposed to be a croupier in a casino, you see. But there's not much you can do with a sentence like that. In rehearsals, I tried adding a cheeky, and would you like salt and vinegar with that? But the director told me to cut it out and stick to the script. So I've had to imply the salt and vinegar bit in the smouldering look I gave Daniel Craig. And did that work? No. He was too busy staring down my cleavage. Oh, dear. And the audition process was a nightmare. I'm amazed I got the part at all. The casting director wanted me to do a little bit of impro and pretend to be a lamppost. Now, strangely enough, I hadn't brought my lamppost costume with me, so I struggled to get into character. I asked him whether he wanted me to do a Gene Kelly singing in the rain type lamppost or a George Formby leaning against one number. He pointed to a lamppost in the street outside and said, See that? Yes, I said. Great, he said. Play that. So I tried playing this very ordinary lamppost, which meant I stood there for a bit doing nothing and then grinned like a maniac to show the light come on. And he seemed to like that, so I got the part. Mm. Then I found out the only reason I got the part was because he knew I was Lord Bosson's daughter and they wanted to film on our estate. Still, it's a break. Fame and fortune beckons. I suppose so. Knowing them, though, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if my part ends up on the cutting room floor. So, we're all to be extras in the film, apparently. Oh, uh, what's an extra? You know, it's all them people in a film who mill about in the background, pretending to be peasants. No, I'm not playing a peasant. Oh, it's just an example, Tom. Extras have loads of different rules. Oh, in that case, I'll play a gardener. I don't think you get a choice. See, there's this major helicopter crash and we've got to play frightened onlookers. I won't be playing anything. I wouldn't get within a million miles of a helicopter crash and I don't envy the poor so-and-so who has to crash it. Ah, well, about that. Bond pretends to fly it. Well, Daniel Craig, really. But the actual flying will be done by Olga. Olga? How on earth can she fly a helicopter? But then, of course, she can't. They just want somebody to crash it. Well, apparently, Olga trained as a pilot in Bulgaria. You know, in the army. Really? And was the bloke who trained her the same one who taught her how to drive a tank? How would I know? Well, if it is then, we're all doomed. Oh, it'll be fine. Boris has vouched for her. Olga says he was a famous actor in Bulgaria. That's how Olga got the part. Boris talked to some of his friends in the film industry and they persuaded the director to use her. Yeah, I bet they did. 
probably used the old horse's head in the bed trick. Is Boris in the film too? I hope not. He's a complete lunatic. Those two are bound to kill us all. Look at what they did to the golf course and the maze. It's a miracle none of us were killed then. Oh, now, that's not strictly true. One of the golfers had a heart attack on the seventh green. He'd just made all-in-one as well. They say he died with a smile on his face. I like Boris. He's a lovely big hulk of a man. His English ain't very good, but he has the most wonderful smile. Makes you feel all warm inside. I'm very susceptible to him. You're very susceptible to him. That's what I just said. I'm very susceptible to him. Oh, but that's not right. Oh, never mind. I've had enough of all this nonsense. I'll be in the potting shed if you want me, or perhaps in the kitchen garden. I've yet to decide. If you want me, try the rose garden. I think they need a week for the bond shoot. They've also agreed to pay oodles of cash. And how much is oodles, darling? 600,000. Or is it 6,000? I can't remember. Definitely oodles anyway. How many noughts does an oodle have, James? Uh, two, Lord Bottom. Really? I thought it had at least three. Juliet, back me up on this, please. James is right, Papa. Oodles has only two noughts. Right. So it was £600 then. Yes, that sounds like the right figure. James, how much are they paying? Well, after some very tough negotiations, which went on for several minutes, I got them up to £60,000. Although you do need to deduct my 10% commission, plus an admin fee to cover my expenses of £1,000. £1,000? What on earth did you spend that on? A very good scotch. <laughs> no, I jest. One night at the Savoy, plus a very good scotch. So, we're left with uh, 53000 then? Not quite. Not quite? Qu'est-ce que tu veux dire par tout Il y a les honoraires de Juliette pour son rôle dans le film, mademoiselle. Est-ce combien? Quatre mille, maman. Would you three mind speaking English? I haven't understood a word you're saying. They've agreed an acting fee for me of £4,000. But that's wonderful, darling. What will you be doing? Have they made you the lead? Not quite. I've got one line. Which is? More chips, Mr Bond. You're working in a chip shop? <laughs> no, no, Mama. <gasps> Although that might be more interesting. No, it's a casino. I'm playing a croupier. Never mind all that. So you've only got one line consisting of four words. Yes. Although I will be emoting a lot as well. It's amazing what you can do with non-verbal expressions. Using these, I intend to show that I had a difficult childhood with an alcoholic mother and an abusive father who lost his job as an accountant at ICI. And I was then forced to leave school at 15 to find work to support the family. I had an abusive relationship myself with a much older man, 
who I think I married as a father's substitute. Divorced and... Darling, that's wonderfully creative of you. But to stay on point, you've only got one line comprising of four words? Um, yes. So, that's 1,000 a word. <gasps> yes, but if you put it like that, it's not too bad, is it? It's certainly a lot more than I earn, Lord Possum. I've been meaning to talk to you about. Yes, yes, we can talk about that later. The point is, we have started off with a figure of 60,000 and ended up with only 49. Not quite. There's VAT included in that. So if you deduct 20%, that's... 39,200. I must congratulate you on your mental arithmetic, Lady Bossom. A career on countdown surely beckons. £39,200 is indeed the figure. So, we end up with just under 40000 Not quite. Not quite. How I'm beginning to hate the sound of those two words. It doesn't sound so bad in French, as I say, or in Welsh. Doem quit. A little more phlegm needed for the Welsh pronunciation. Very chesty, the Welsh. I expect it's working down in those mines. Then in Gaelic, Neil Goliath. That's fascinating, James. What intrigues me is that both the Welsh and Irish have their own languages, but the Scots don't. Why is that, do you think? Actually, you're wrong there. They're Scottish Gaelic, so not quite would translate as Chinese. That is fascinating, James. And of course, the Cornish also had their own language. Will you all please stop? You're driving me mad. The point is, we were supposed to be paid 60,000 by some strange alchemy. We end up with less than 40,000? 20,000 less. Not quite. Not quite? <sighs> All right. Assuming you can tell me without a detour through every language in the British Isles, what is the problem now? For tax reasons, the payment has to be routed through the Cayman Islands. It's very complicated, I'm afraid, but the upshot is the final payment will only be £15,000. It's all to do with tax avoidance for the purposes of funding the production of the film, you see. Even I don't understand the half of it. The half of it is exactly right. We are now getting less than half of the miserable 40,000 we were getting in the first place. It seems everyone has had a slice of our cake and left us with just the crumbs. So, just to make absolutely certain I understand you, we are left with just 15,000 pounds. Not quite. Not quite. We'll have to pay corporation tax on that. It won't be due until the end of the financial year, but we'll still need to make a prudent provision for this. How much, James? How much is left? Well, based on the current tax rate of 19%, that leaves us with roughly £12,000. I could give you an exact figure if you wish. So, just only £12,000 is left? As I says, Lady Bossom. As I says? 
thank you for sparing my feelings by using the French, but I don't think it's really working. I hesitate to ask, but what is this? Well, because the film production company is employing a tax avoidance scheme, and this is currently being challenged by the Inland Revenue, our accountants have advised we should also make a provision in case it all goes pear-shaped, so to speak. And how much is that? Well, if the revenue's challenge is successful, then adding in penalty fees and interest, we'll owe the revenue around £60,000. You're not seriously telling me that Olga is going to be piloting that helicopter? Well, she's supposed to be a trained pilot. And in any case, she's only going to be crashing it. And I wouldn't have thought you'd need much skill to do that. You've still got to get that thing in the air. Plus, you've got to crash it without killing anyone. Judging from what happened with that tank, I would have thought that's extremely unlikely. She killed that golfer for a start. Oh, I thought he'd had a heart attack just after playing a hole-in-one. That's not what I heard. I was told he was hit by that ruddy tank. There was a hole-in-one, but it was actually in him. No, that can't be true. Well, I should know. I attended his funeral yesterday. His wife was in bits, but then so was he. He didn't need a coffin. They could have got what was left in a biscuit tin. Ah, <gasps> Hardy, that's awful. His poor wife. And the six kids he left. Nine, if you count the ones the wife didn't know about. But surely if he was killed by Olga, the police should have arrested her. The police said she was a person of interest. But she's claimed diplomatic immunity. <laughs> but she isn't a diplomat. She is now. The Bulgarian government made her a diplomat yesterday. It seems Olga is connected at the highest levels in the Bulgarian government. Agatha said she heard a rumour that Olga was in the Bulgarian equivalent of the KGB. And who told her that? Boris. Boris? Agatha has been spending a lot of time with him lately. More than Tom is comfortable with anyway. Oh, but that's awful. Oh, hello, Daddy. We were just talking about the Bond film. <coughs> yes, well, I'm, uh, I'm extremely annoyed about that. They, uh, they approached me first, you see. Thought our estate would provide a ideal setting. Then that money-grabbing bounder Bossom got wind and persuaded them to film on his estate. <sighs> Thing is, we're, we're open to the public and it, it, it had been filmed here. It would have meant we attracted a lot more visitors. He doesn't need the money, but we do. Well, telling them it was filmed next door might provide a little bit of glamour. We could always provide the public with stepladders so they can peer over their hedges. Well, it's hardly the same, though, is it? I was thinking we were just saying on our website that it was filmed here. The public won't know the difference. That would be duplicitous, Daddy. Yes, it well might be, but it's better than lying, isn't it? Uh, but duplicitous is the same as lying. No, no, it's not. 
duplicitous means doubling up. It's a gambling term. I often use it at poker. Although I did wonder why people got so upset when I said it. Very strange. Oh, Daddy. The Colonel was played by Ben West, Laurel, Jackie Powell, Hardy, Stuart Nunn, Agatha, Tina Yates, Lord Bossom, Mark Cherry, Lady Bossom, Lynn Perryment, Juliet, Amelia Billington, Tom, Roger Ems, and James, Patrick Ruddy. Edited by Sue Rodwell-Smith, Amber Fourth Manor was brought to you by Wavelength Productions and recorded in Huntington, Cambridgeshire.